is Bridging the Gap with Love, Episode 6, Positive Adoption Language. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about our own stories and experiences with adoption, while hoping to provide education and support for birth moms, potential birth moms, and anyone with a connection to adoption. Okay, so today we are excited to talk about positive adoption language and why it matters. So maybe the first thing we can start with is talking about this idea that birth mothers give up or give away their children. What do you think about that, Heidi? How does that make you feel? Well, I when I hear the word or the term give up or give away, it makes me kind of think of things like I've given up Diet Coke for a time. Not anymore, by the way. <laughs> um, I've given up sugar. Sure. I've given up on a diet. Yep. Why does this all revolve around food? I don't know, but that's what it feels like. They, those terms, those are what I use for those terms. Um, and so when it comes to being a birth mom, I never gave up my child or discarded her. Right. I think a, a negative makes me think of words like discard or quit. And I never did one of those things when I gave Alex to her parents. And so I, the proper term that we like to use that I like to use is place Alex for adoption or place a baby for adoption. And I feel like that is just shows so much more respect and it, it makes it like it was my choice. It was a choice to place her in the arms of her quite literally placed her in the arms of her mom. And so for me, it's just really, it's a much more term of uh, respect and love. And I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm also thinking about it in the terms of like how it makes like our children feel. Like when we talk about them um, and their birth families and that their birth moms made a choice to place them for adoption, I think that just shows like the positive attitude that we all have towards adoption and that they're you know, placement in our family was a decision that was made by their birth moms for their best interest. It wasn't um, them giving up um, on this child or abandoning the child. There wasn't any neglect involved there. It was a very deliberate and loving sacrifice and choice that their birth moms made for them. And I think for my kids, they just feel like they're kind of extra special because they have these two families that both want them, that both love them, that support them. And I think this idea of, of placing a child for adoption shows love and like gentleness and choice and um, makes everyone in that adoption story feel respected and honored for the, the role that they played in that adoption. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like when I do hear people say things like, Oh, did you give up your, or why did you give up your baby? Or, or even in the media, when they talk a lot about, Oh, they gave their, she gave her baby for up for adoption. I kind of cringe. I know. Like I kind of am like, uh, uh, like it hurts my heart because to me, that's in a negative way. Yeah. Again, I didn't give up. I wanted to give her more. So I chose to place her in the arms of her parents for them to be able to have her and to raise her. So it's not something that like you or I, I think we don't correct people on. No. But it is one of those things where in our language, we use the words place or chose adoption or 
um, anything like that to make it more of a positive light as opposed to negative and that I just gave up. That's right. I didn't, I didn't quit on her. That's right. I gave her more. Yeah. So. I love that. Okay. Another one that we hear sometimes is um, talking about how people ask, well, tell me where your where the kids' real parents are or where is their... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, right here. Right here. Right here. You were the one that was up with them in the middle of the night. <laughs> you uh, change diapers. You deal with tantrums, right? Uh-huh. I think that makes you pretty real. Well, and we're both real. Like you <laughs> yeah. as a birth mother, very real, standing yes. in front of me today. Like, uh, you know, us as adoptive parents, very real. And so, you know, we talk about their first family or their birth family in those terms. And now as adoptive parents, like, we are their parents. Like, you can, you can drop that term every once in a while or drop the adoptive parents. You know, the girls refer to us as their, as their parents, Right, they don't, they don't run around and say, adoptive mom, <laughs> adoptive dad, where are you? Right? No. No, you're mom and dad. That's right. Yes. And so, so that is... Yeah, I, I have often heard of first parents or birth parents. And either way, I think it's just really up to whatever title you want to give or you've been decided to give. Like, I'm okay being called birth mom yeah. or Heidi because that's my name. Yes. It's not like I'm not Alex's real mom because, quite honestly, <laughs> I'm not her real mom. I mean, yeah. biologically, sure. But Andrea is her mom through and through because she's dealt with everything and she's her mom. Yeah. And I love that she's her mom. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, when our kids were little, um, the way we tried to describe and explain this to them, we use different terms than we, than we do now as our daughters are getting older. But when Bradley first started looking around and realizing that babies grew in mommy's tummies, we started talking to him about his tummy mommy and that, you know, he was in Jessica's tummy and, um, and, and since then, we've now referred to Jessica as his birth mom. And I remember the first time when we were FaceTiming with her and Jessica heard Bradley refer to him or refer to her as his birth mom. And I just remember seeing her face, like even her little three-year-old, our little three-year-old recognized like yeah. the role that she played in his life and that he was like using that term to refer to her. And um, for us in our home, like... Um, talking about our children's birth mothers like always brings about feelings of so much like gratitude and appreciation and respect and um, and just so much love and sacrifice. So it was just so sweet to even see our three-year-old start to wrap his head around who his birth mom was. Yeah. I've, I think that's beautiful because I do think that it is used as a way of respecting those women who gave you their children. And that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I think that sometimes we have to be careful with titles. So like I would never refer to myself as Alex's mom because that's not my title. And so I'm her birth mom. She calls me really, like I said, she calls me Heidi or she'll say my birth mom, Heidi. And then sometimes where it gets tricky is, you know, we have this big family reunion coming up. And I remember when we first started you know, building these relationships with other parts of my family. I'm the oldest of seven kids. And so there's six other siblings who are biologically aunts and uncles. But I think that for me, it's always been really important that Alex is the one that gives those titles to whoever she wants in her life, right? So just because my parents are biologically her grandparents, they still don't they don't earn the title grandma and grandpa because, in my opinion, Alex hasn't given that to them. Sure. And Alex has a grandma and a grandpa, and she has aunts and uncles. And I just think that it's really important that we don't force 
as a birth parent family side, sure. like we don't force titles and we wouldn't, I would never say your grandma, blah, 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 blah. And referring to my mom, yeah. because I feel like that's very, um, it's almost like telling Alex, well, you have to think of these people as your family when maybe she's not there yet. Like right. that's something that she would have to give them. And so, and maybe she will never call my parents, grandma and grandpa, which I think is totally fine and respectable. And that's her choice. And I would never expect her to. And just like when she meets all of my siblings this summer at our big family reunion, I wouldn't ever introduce my brother as Uncle Brent. Right. It would be, this is Brent. Yeah. And then she can decide what she wants to call him. Maybe she might call him, hey, dude. I mean, or <laughs> bruh, because bruh's really popular right now. You that's know, right. I don't know what she's going to call him, yeah. but that's her choice. Yeah. And so I think if we come to it from that understanding that they have the right to create whatever title they want for these, you know, the birth family. Right. That's up to them. And I am 100% okay with it and just know that she can call anybody whatever she wants. That's right. Well, and Alex is 20, right? Yes. So she she does. She gets to choose, like, how she wants to think about these relationships and the titles that she uses. And and we can all be okay with that. And it's kind of interesting because, um, like, my kids have siblings, like half-siblings. And um, they... Bradley refers to his two brothers as brothers and the girls have a younger sister that they refer to. It's kind of hysterical as their half sister. And I'm like, you know what? You can drop the half. Like if you want to, like we just love her. We claim her for sure. Um, And biologically that might be the case. Um, But I like that you said, you know, we just kind of let our children decide how they want to refer to these relationships and what feels best and comfortable for them. Um, But I think what's age appropriate. Yeah. Like you said, when you first, started teaching Bradley about, it was his tummy mommy. Mm -hmm. And that's age appropriate for a toddler to understand because are they going to really understand what birth parent is or what biological parent? No, No. nobody understands that. And so at that age, and so when they're older, that's when they can start piecing things together and decide, oh, okay, that makes sense to me that that's my birth mom. I have my mom and this is my birth mom and I came from her and she's the person that gave me to my mom and dad. And so, or, you know, it just, it, as they grow, they evolve. That's just right. Just like we all do. That's right. And they can decide, you know, what makes sense to them and their brain at that time. Yeah. I think this idea of being educated about the positive language around adoption is important because in the last couple of episodes, we've talked about misconceptions about adoption. And some of that just comes from the language that's been used to describe yep. adoption. And when you, you know, you just think about the way you feel when you hear like that a woman gave her baby up for adoption. Like, like you said, Heidi, that feels cringy. That feels like it does not feel representative of the relationship that we have with our kids' birth parents and the love that we know that they have for well, their children. And it kind of discards my the feelings that I had around it, like the pain and the anguish of like doing that. It doesn't give me kind of credit for that pain that I feel and the choice you made and the choice I made. And it feels very like she didn't have a choice. It was what she had to do. And she gave her away and then she moved on with her life, which we talked about a couple episodes ago that I didn't move on with my life. I mean, yes, in a way, but still think about her every day. That's right. And I don't just get over her. It wasn't like I just threw it away in the garbage and then like went on with my life. That's so when I hear the words like give up, that's what it feels like to me. Like I just gave up Diet Coke for six months. Right. 
That was terrible, by or the I way. Gave, <laughs> or I gave up on my three-mile run. Like, I just right. couldn't hack it. So right. I gave up. Like, that's not at all what what this, what this that means for a birth mom to choose to place her baby. And like you said, to give their children more, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think using this positive language is a real effort to also educate people about yeah. the potential like goodness and positivity around adoption. And I think it also shows respect to all parties of the adoption story, to birth parents, to adoptive parents, and also the children that have been adopted. Um, I think there are ways, you know, with the language that we use to really honor all parts and all people in this story um, and help them all to feel um, loved, appreciated, and honored and, and, honored and positive yeah. about the their experience of of being adopted or choosing adoption. Um, so I think it does matter. I think language does matter for this, and it's our you know small effort to to educate and to maybe shift the the paradigm and the um, just the way media portrays adoption. Yeah, and if you were a person who has has said, you know, Heidi gave up her baby for adoption or whatever it is, if you knew somebody and you've used that terminology before, like, don't feel bad about it, right? Like, we all have these points where we learn and we become better and we grow. So maybe just make that an effort in communication from now on that you will say things like place or chose or choose or birth parents, you know, and, and that's just a way that you can help shed a little bit of positivity on the adoption world because it really can be so beautiful. That's right. So you're now in the know and you can help (laughs) us be positive ambassadors for, you know, the beauty and the love and the respect and honor that we feel about our adoption stories and that we want our children to, to feel and understand about themselves. Cause ultimately like the, the party that we all care most about is these children and we want them to honor both families and understand how much love each um, party has for them and yeah. how extra special they are. So you'll help us do that by, by sharing these positive terms of adoption. Yeah. Thanks so much. 